It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Houston Astros. This series is even at two games apiece. Sets up a do or die game five. It could be the last game of the season. Welcome to postseason baseball. It's been a good battle so far. This is as good as it gets. Or the beginning. You never know what can happen. Up to us now to just go out and get the job done. Of history. Bring this World Series trophy back to Houston. Never get old. Astros. We'll be ready and our fans will be ready. And Rays. We know they're a good team. Five game series are pretty crazy and we gotta win. The ALDS. Deep left field. Let's go. Let's go. And now, Astro Launch, the official pregame show of Houston Astros Playoff Baseball. Brought to you by Houston Methodist, Leading Medicine, by Gallery Furniture, by Daniels Jewelers, and by Waste Management. Here they come. Lift off. Now to the Astros broadcast booth. Here's Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros take on the Tampa Bay Rays in Game 5 of the American League Division Series. This is a best-of-five series, so a winner-go-home game for both teams. The Rays won Game 4, 4-1 to on Tuesday as Robinson Chirinos homered for the Astros' run. George Springer had a couple of hits, but the Rays winning both games in Tropicana Field to even this series at two games apiece. Taking a look at today's pitching matchup, it's brought to you by Houston Methodist Leading Medicine. Well, the Astros turn to one of their best, Garrett Cole, getting the start today on regular rest, and he was absolutely brilliant in his Game 2 start earlier in this series. Yeah, not only one of the Astros' best, but one of the game's best. And for this long of a stretch, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody uh, be as dominant as Garrett Cole. Last 23 starts, he's undefeated. Uh, he's got 10 straight games with double-digit strikeouts, and we can just keep going on and on and on about what Garrett Cole's been able to do. and uh, He does it against righties and lefties, so it's tough for the opposing manager to try to match up or do anything else, but try to get some some hitters in his lineup with, with a better contact rate, and that's what Kevin Cash has decided to do for this game. But, hey, the Astros went up 2-0 against this Rays team, and, man, uh, coming back for game five, you didn't see it coming, uh, but the Astros got to feel pretty good about Garrett Cole on the mound back at Minute Maid Park where they played so well. Absolutely, and meanwhile, it's going to be Tyler Glass now going for the Rays, and, and he started in game one and still wasn't fully stretched out through just 76 pitches, went four and a third innings. Is he uh, still coming back from an injury? But Kevin Cash talking earlier saying yeah, he's expecting Glass now to be Close to full go at this point, talking about maybe 90 pitches if all goes well. Yeah, well, what we've seen, and we've seen this for a long time now, is that power plays, velocity yeah. plays, and you can get away with more mistakes whenever you throw his hardest pitchers like Cole or, or Tyler Glass now. Hey, they were teammates on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Can you imagine a Pirate fan turning on the TV now and say, what could have been uh, when you see a Garrett Cole and Tyler Glass now? He throws in the upper 90s. He's got a big hammer for a curveball, and if he's landing that curveball early in, in, in the counts, uh, the Astros hitters, like they have in the last couple of games, are going to have a tough time scoring any runs against a pitcher of his caliber. Today's keys to the game are brought to you by your Houston area Lexus dealers. And 
You know, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot to say at this point. When you get to this point in the series, when it comes down to, to one game, obviously the Astros trying to avoid getting on a, a pretty short list of teams that have gone up two games to none in a series and wound up losing uh, that series in a five-game scenario. But uh, uh, none of that will matter if the Astros are able to win today. No one will care how they got to the next round as long as they advance and uh, we saw yesterday with the two game fives in the National League Division Series, anything can happen in these. Anything can happen. We understand that. But this team, this Astros team, is a little bit different from most. And I don't think there's any player uh, in that clubhouse for the Astros that it's ever going to panic. They're supremely confident uh, for good reason. They won 107 times uh, this year. They've played great. They won 60 games at Minute Maid Park, uh, 62 if you count the, the two games in this division series against the Rays. So everything stacked up well. Uh, sure, there's pressure, but I think you, you go into those games, you embrace that pressure and, and see what happens. But I, I think this team's going to go out there loose. Uh, they just need a little bit more traffic on the base paths. But the way this series has gone, it really seems to favor the teams that, that are able to score early or score first. Certainly that was the case during the two games here in Houston to start off this series because both teams have such good pitching and, and really good bullpen. So uh, both of these teams have shown over the course of the season and in the postseason that when they're able to get a lead, especially if it's you know two, three, four runs, they're, they're usually able to lock it down. Well, let's look at that from, from Garrett Cole's perspective. Mm -hmm. If Garrett Cole has a lead, uh, that opens everything up for him. He doesn't have to go to the corners early in the count and, and try to get ahead because he's afraid of a home run on just a little tiny mistake. Then he can uh, start being kind of free and easy, getting ahead of the count, leveraging uh, those counts against these hitters, and that's when his power stuff really able to put him away. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for is the Astros can just give Garrett Cole a little bit of breathing room to do what he does. Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hench of the Manager Show presented by Waste Management a little later We'll hear from current Astros television broadcaster and former Rays broadcaster Todd Callis, but now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Garrett Cole on the mound for the Astros. Now kicks and delivers. Swing and a foul tip in a Maldonado's glove. That's a strikeout and the inning is over. Ten pitches, nine of them strikes, and strikes out the side. The 3-2. Got him! Strike three with gas! Right by Choi. There's two away now. The leg kick, the pitch. Fastball. It's ground to the left side. Correa's got it. And a strong throw to first base. And he gets his man. Garrett Cole. Seven shutout innings. And we'll go to the stretch at Minimade Park. Great two again. Swing and a miss. Got him on a slider. Took him ten pitches, but he gets his man. Fifteen strikeouts for Cole. That's a new Astros postseason record. You see what he did there? He hesitated. He paused at the top of his delivery to get him off stride, and it worked. Mike Scott struck out 14 Mets game one of the 1986 National League Championship Series. And A.J. Hinch walks up the steps and to the mound. That's going to be all for Garrett Cole. Set seven and two-thirds innings of absolute brilliance. But the game very much in the balance still. As A.J. Hinch... 
Takes the baseball from Cole. And listen to this ovation. Cole waves to the fans with his glove. This is the reason why we played 162 and, and tried to win as many as we could because we wanted to play in front of these fans. Um, the ovation was um, was pretty special, and they were standing like a first strike out of the game like three hours before that. So there was some traffic on the bases, and there was still some work to be done. But I feel like we have a good connection to the fans as a team, and so you know it was just a it was a special night. They were into it, and we felt them out there as as, as well as they felt us. And like I said, it's why we. We played our butts off for as, as long as we did because we want to play as many games in front of these people as we can. Ahead of game three of the American League Division Series with the Tampa Bay Rays, I'm with A.J. Hinch uh, in the office before the ball game and touching on uh, game two. I mean, I think the story, the biggest story, of, of course, was Garrett Cole just dominating once again. You said you kind of run out of words describing what you're watching <laughs> right now. It's hard It's hard to describe it. I mean, the pure dominance is, is obvious, but the, the emotion that he pitches with, the – one of my favorite moments this year so far um, has been when he walked off the field the other day when, uh, you know, to the, the crowd went crazy. It's a packed house, the emotion, everybody knew the effort he put in. They, you know, he, he starts motioning to all over the stadium to say, thank you. I mean, that, that's just, those are cool moments. I'm standing on the mound and the, in the, in the, in the stands, stands go crazy. So yeah. uh, fun for us. Glad we got out of that jam with Osuna in the eighth. We, we got out of the ninth inning issues that we had. We walk away with a really, really fun win and a 2-0 lead. It feels pretty good. And his battery mate, uh, Maldonado, Martin had a mm -hmm. great game, uh, not only offensively, chipped in with a couple of hits and an RBI, but defensively. You, you got to love the way he calls the game and handles everything. Yeah, I mean, he handles Cole, which is which is not easy. I mean, it looks easy because all the punch outs, but his stuff's a lead. He, blo he blocked yeah. as well as any catcher in baseball could have blocked the other night with blocking Harris's pitches and Osuna's pitches. And, and Cole was bouncing some sliders, which is not easy to do. Nothing got by him. He threw out the runner. The strike him out, throw him out was a big portion. And then when he, he got to stay in the game, you know, ironically, I went with defense over offense. He produced offensively. I didn't pinch hit for him in the big spot late in the game because I kept Cole in the game and I wanted to keep that tandem together. He comes up with a really big single uh, for attack on run. The hit and run ball down the line that hit the stool. Mm -hmm. Maldonado was in the middle of everything the other day. And, and the strike him out, throw him out. And he had mm -hmm. worked with you uh, mm -hmm. on some throwing mechanics a, a couple of weeks ago. It showed up perfectly, didn't it? Yeah, well, he doesn't have to hurry. I mean, he's got such good arm strength, okay. and, the, and it's a rocket of an arm. And he, he can he can collect himself and still make a really good throw and get guys out. And in that situation where they're going to be a little careful going 3-2, they're relying on contact there. I was a little surprised that they went. Uh, but Maldonado got the tough pitch to handle, collects himself, throws a bullet to second, Hosey with the tag, and and in a huge momentum swing when, because Garrett's in trouble with the guy on second in scoring position yeah. in the playoffs. Uh, what's it about Bregman that only hits homers off the best pitchers <laughs> in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean he's one of the best players in baseball. Yeah. I mean that's really what it is. It's it's kind of mano y mano on guys, and they <laughs> he does a good job of of staying in the moment. He relishes the opportunity to play against the big boys. Um, I didn't know that until someone told me afterwards because I, um, you know, I didn't pay attention to that kind of streak. But he's. He, he's he's as elite as they come. He's prepared, and, and he doesn't miss it when they make a bad pitch. I love in the playoffs uh, talking about how good and sound your defense is, mm -hmm. and it shows up <clears> on <throat> the very first play of the game. Correa 
with a beautiful way to start things for Cole. Yeah, huge play because I mean everything is is so magnified in the playoffs. Every base runner, there's a buzz in the in the in the in the building. There's yeah. anxiety in the other dugout. There's you're always a little bit concerned. A guy gets in scoring position and, and the scoreboard changes at some point, and, and people um, just have a different feel. So every play matters and it's magnified. The double plays we did turn in the first couple games were huge. The double play we didn't turn with Osuna got stuck in Bregman's glove. That felt like a a, a, a mistake, even though it was a tough play. Mm. Um, just everything's so magnified. And, and Carlos kickstarting the game the other day, I think deflated Diaz. You know, he hit to him twice, hit Rockets yeah. to him. But but more importantly, just kept the pressure off of, of Garrett. Another great pitching matchup for game three with Charlie Morton, who, who we know very well, and, and Grinky. Uh, first thing, August 27th, you guys face Charlie Morton and had good success. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you do? Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't we didn't miss his breaking ball. I mean, he threw a couple hanging breaking balls at, at times we were looking for it. Um, he's got a really good fastball. It's gonna be interesting to see how how much um, anxiousness Charlie when he when he starts games. Sometimes he's a little erratic. He was in the wild card game and he threw breaking balls that almost hit lefties in the back foot. Mm. We've seen that happen. When he locks in the strike zone with his breaking ball, he's a completely different pitcher. Yeah. So what we need to look for is a fastball pretty early in the game. Uh, see how his command of his breaking ball is. You know, try to get the lead, which will put pressure on Charlie. We'll put pressure on Kevin Cash in the in in the in the dugout. Um, playing with a lead in an elimination game is 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 the best way to go. Do you remember at times, and it seemed like it it would happen about two out of every three games that where he would lose it for about seven or eight pitches, mm-hmm. where he just couldn't find the strike zone. How was that uh, as a manager to try to make sure that like you stay patient with Charlie? Yeah, I mean, the more you're around these guys, the more you realize where their sort of breaking point is. And with Charlie, it was it was trying to get him in sync, trying to find a correction pitch. We talk about correction oh, pitches yeah, all the right. time, and and if he's if he's yanking the ball down and into lefties, you've got to throw a few arm side fastballs to get him some extension and get him to to to, to feel the the ball going through the the plate now i don't want to give him the tip today i right. want him to continue That's to right. make okay. his misses but yeah. every pitcher has a correction pitch you know if you know your guys and you know where their breaking point is same thing with fatigue level you know when guys are tired or when they're not or some mm-hmm. of their body language so um, that's why it's important to keep, to keep that continuity of a team and and why familiarity really matters and why i've worked really hard to get to know Granky or uh, Garrett in the last couple of years, guys, and have been here all the time. And it's going to kind of be hard to watch Granky too because he hasn't pitched in so long. Mm-hmm. He was a brilliant game in Seattle, uh, but he hasn't pitched in a while. So you got to give, you you just got to watch for a little bit. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how his command is. But I, you know, again, I don't think this is a guy that right. has that many moving parts. He he did work hard in between these starts. He threw a sim game and 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 I, and I'd look for him. Other than the the nerves of of the playoff game and just the perfection that comes with with Greinke trying to make pitches um, he kind of always rides that line of command and control and and trying to entice these guys to swing out of the strike zone so he, you know I, I don't I don't worry too much about his readiness uh, last thing I was going to ask you Miley and Arkady both out in the bullpen today mm-hmm. yeah they're both in the bullpen today because I don't know how long the game's going to last I mean I don't want to walk us into an extra inning game right. but yep. if we do have that I want full flexibility to win game three all right best of luck today thanks for every pitch the first pitch of the division series every inning and we go to the ninth inning what a night of every game clubs this one into right field going back looking up see you later October baseball it never gets old exclusively on the Houston Astros radio network Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Todd Callis, television broadcaster for the Houston Astros. And uh, 
you know, not to, to throw anybody under the bus here, but I know you have to appreciate all the tweets uh, and messages that you get on social media from fans who wish you and Jeff Blum and, and Julia Morales were recalling these postseason games. Of course, you guys know that's not how it works, but it has to feel good to, to, to get that sort of feedback from the fans. It, it does, Robert. Astros fans have been great to us throughout the years that yeah. I've been here, and just to see them post that, it, it means a lot. We wish we could do more. It is what it is, yeah. and... Um, we get to be fans like everybody else. And you got to be a fan at the two games in Tropicana Field. And, of course, you spent a long time at the Tampa Bay Rays. were there when they started until uh, coming here in 2017. And, I mean, that atmosphere at Tropicana Field for games three and four, I mean, there's been seen a lot of games there where there weren't a whole lot of people. Uh, is In your time with the, the Rays previously, is there anything you could compare that atmosphere to? Yeah, it reminded me of some other playoff years. They had really good crowds there. 08, 11, 13. Um, they do, when they draw fans, make an impact because yeah. that place gets loud. And it was 90, 95% Tampa Bay Rays fans. There were uh, some Astros fans like myself in the stands, but uh, they made a lot of noise. They made an impact. It was good to see a lot of faces I hadn't seen in a while. Good to catch up with a lot of people in Tampa Bay. Unfortunately for the Astros, it didn't go the way we wanted. How did this cowboy business start? I remember in 2008 watching as a fan uh, and hearing the cowbells when the Rays made their run to, to the World Series and lost to the Phillies. But but how, how did that all come about? It was actually from the SNL skit, uh, the, okay. the Saturday Night Live skit with Will Ferrell uh, where they're needing more cowbell and Will's got the cowbell out. And Stu Sternberg was a big fan of that skit. And he mentioned it, that this could be something we could bring into the fold. And that's how it started, right around 08 when Stu took over. Wow, that's pretty That's pretty remarkable. I didn't realize it was influenced by the, the Saturday Night Live skit. I, I have a little bit more tolerance for it now. Uh, game five, I mean, it's always exciting, obviously, uh, regardless of, of the circumstances. Obviously, we, we certainly hope that the Astros win. You saw a similar situation in 2010 with the Rays uh, against the Rangers in the division series. They, uh, The Rangers won the first two games uh, in, in Tropicana Field, and then the Rays came back, actually won two games in Arlington, forced that game five, and then Cliff Lee basically shut down the, the Rays uh, in game five at, at Tropicana Field. And it seems like when you look at the history of starting pitchers in game five, the ones who win those game fives, those do-or-die games, it seems like you need an effort like what, what Cliff Lee did against the Rays in 2010. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you couldn't ask for anybody better than Garrett Cole right now yeah. with what he's done since the end of May all the way through the postseason. I mean, this guy is locked in like I've never seen anybody lock in. We've never seen a pitcher strike out 10 or more nine times, and now it's happened 10 times with the postseason on his first start. Uh, Rays adjusted their lineup, so they put Sogard in and try and make a little more contact. I love my chances with Garrett Cole tonight. I think it's going to be one of those games that the Astros can scratch out a run or two against Glass now. You don't want to go into that bullpen for the Tampa Bay Rays either even or behind because right. their bullpen is lethal. So if they can scratch out a run or two against Glass now and, and see what happens with Garrett on the mound, I'll take my chances. And it seems like this Rays team, you talk about that bullpen, it seems like it's a team that's uniquely built for postseason play because they've been playing games like this all year. You know, They had an opener in Game 4. They're used to pinch hitting early in games from time the time like we've seen them do they're used to uh, pitchers you know going to their bullpen early in game so in some ways you know maybe in terms of talent not quite where the Astros are but in terms of uh just the way things go in the postseason and how you ask guys to do different things. I don't think Kevin Cash is asking guys to do too many things differently than they've been doing. No, you're spot on. And I was talking to Eric Neander and Heim Bloom, who who are basically co-GMs, Neander, 
and Bloom for the Rays. And they basically said a five-game series plays into exactly how our style of baseball works. Right. And it's even better than a seven-game series where you have three consecutive games in a row because they can use all their bullpen guys almost any game. I would imagine even after last game where they had a bullpen day with Castillo starting, I don't think anybody threw 30 pitches that whole game for Tampa yeah. Bay. So I think they've got everybody involved, plus Charlie Morton, uh, plus Blake Snell if they need him again. Uh, it's going to be tough. Again, if they can get to glass now early and, and take a lead against that bullpen before they get to the bullpen, that could help. All right, Todd Callis, Astros television broadcaster. Thanks for joining us, and be loud in the stands, okay? You know it. My voice is going to be gone by the eighth. The chase for the pennant. For a third straight year. Happens here. The Astros win the AL West and head into the postseason. Astros Radio. We win three more series. We're going to hang another flag. Enjoy tonight. Houston's exclusive hometown call. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 